Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, good morning to you. Do be careful as you are moving about this morning, the side streets. Whoa. At least in the city. Even walking across the street, I'm like, whoa! It is, uh, it is, it is icy out there. I, I, yeah. I pulled out this morning, and I'm in the city, and and so the side streets to get to a main street, I mean, it was one sheet of ice. Yeah, yeah. there. I mean, there was no traction whatsoever, and so once I got to the main streets, they were yeah. pretty well driven over, so things were just mainly wet. But those side streets. How was it getting out of Indiana? I, I felt like I drove through every season this morning. <laughs> Started off with a little rain, a little sleet, most of the roads, even side streets were, you know, damp, wet, that kind of thing. So, okay. And then I get through stretches of some of the expressway and all of a sudden I'm in whiteout conditions. Ooh. I mean, whiteout conditions. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm certainly not pulling over right now. I don't even know where the pullover would be. You know what I mean? And so just kind of stayed with it. Then all of a sudden it kind of opened up and then there was nothing. Nothing strange, and then and then a little bit of rain again coming through. I, it was very odd. Huh. <laughs> so please, time, time this morning yep. if you are headed out, give yourself some extra time. Good yeah. morning to you. I'm Allie. It's Freedom Friday here on Carlin Crew Woo-hoo. Mornings. We've been already having a great morning as we've been recapping some of what we've been talking about with this outpouring of the spirit, outpouring 2023, as I believe what they're calling it at Asbury University. Uh, now reports of it spreading to other college campuses. It's it's really sweet to see people hungry for God, people thinking about talking about revival in a fresh way. Got a cool morning, couple things planned for you. Uh, later on this hour, you're going to hear from uh, the director, the CEO of Pure Flix. If you are a movie watcher, yeah. this is going to be one you're going to want to listen to. Coming up, though, we've got my pastor, Pastor Al Toledo, is going to be sharing with us how to live fruitfully. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. We have a real treat this morning. It means a lot to me personally. I want to introduce you to our special guest, Pastor Al Toledo. He's the lead pastor of Chicago Tabernacle Church on Chicago's north side and also of their Philadelphia campus, Philadelphia Tabernacle. Also the founder of DNA of a Leader, which is a cool leadership curriculum that really teaches people how to become privately healthy and publicly fruitful. I'm going to explain what that means. Uh, pastor Al Toledo with us. So let me start, Pastor. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but when I walked into Chicago Tabernacle 11 years ago, I did not even really know how to be privately healthy. I didn't, even though I had been in the church for a long time. So when I started hearing things like altar and privately healthy and publicly fruitful, even though I had been in the church for a long time, this was a new concept to me. Does that surprise you that someone who'd been in the church for a lot of years would kind of be a little foggy on some of the spiritual basics? Well, first of all, it is so exciting to be on Moody, especially with you, Allie. We love you and your family so much. And, you know, it's not surprising to me because um, it's part of my, my personal journey I was, when I first became a Christian, it was muddy to me. Mm -hmm. And then when I became a pastor, God made real to me that in his kingdom, that's what's most important to him. It all begins, all 
Christianity and especially fruitfulness, it's always inside out. Yeah. It's never outside in. Um, you know, I launched on a journey of really studying this, and it's all over the, the scriptures. John 15 is probably the um, God's New Testament, like, shouting point yes. on private health and public fruitfulness. But I personally feel that as a pastor, it's kind of what I want our people to be the most familiar with because um, I know that God's greatest desire is for us to be privately healthy. You think about being a parent, Allie, and now a grandparent. For me, the thing that I want to know the most is that my kids and my grandkids are doing really well inside of their hearts. Mm -hmm. I think if we times that by like trillions and <laughs> zillions, that's what's on God's heart for us, first and foremost. And then after that, that we would also be fruitful, which is different from successful. Right. Because fruitfulness is about making an eternal impact for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And it includes success but it's different. And to me, that's what's on the heart of God for our lives. And when we live that kind of life where we have the most peace, the most joy, and we're literally walking in the abundant life that Jesus has for us. So I, I think it's such a, a big deal. Yeah. So what does this look like? I know you, you talk a lot about this at church, but I want to share it with uh, the listeners as well. This sort of inside out approach to the spiritual life, the uh, underground versus above ground. Uh, super practically, what does this look like in the daily life of a believer? Well, I think that if you go to John 15, Jesus describes it for us. Psalm 1 also describes it through the imagery of a tree. But in John 15... Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And he gives us three, like in the first nine verses or so, he gives us three types of abiding. We abide in him, mm -hmm. we abide in his word, and we abide in his love. That begins and is dominated by our private life with God. Most of that happens in private. And then we carry it out throughout our day, which I'll touch on in a moment, but it really begins in your devotional life. And, and I want to say, I, I think about the thousands of people who might be listening right now. And could you imagine if all of us could get so close to God that we would be like walking trees and just offering the fruit of God to people wherever we go? We could literally turn the city of Chicago upside down mm. and wherever the listener finds themselves in. And it's that simple, but what's, what's wonderful for me that it comes through our private connection with God, abiding in Him, abiding in this love, which I always try to encourage people to worship the Lord in private, yeah. to sing to Him, lift your hands to Him, minister to the Lord in private, and, and stoke the fires of your relationship, just you and Him. And obviously, it's always based on the word of God, abide in my word. And when those things are happening, there's a healing, there's a strength, there's this powerful transaction that takes place inside of our hearts. It spills over into our, 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 our obviously, our thinking, our emotions, 
and our ability to be led by the Holy Spirit when we're in the day, because when we're close to him, then we hear him better. We know him better. So in John 15, it says, abide in me in those three ways. And then right around verse nine, he says, and then it's to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Fruit bearing is natural. Fruit bearing, you can't force fruit to come out. It's just something that flows out <laughs> yeah. of your life. It's so you know? true. And so it starts in private, and then it spills over into the rest of our day. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the one more thing I would say about this, when I studied John chapter 15, I um, really have tried to emphasize over the years that Jesus, John 15 teaches us that Jesus is not a fueling station. He's a vine. Yes. We go in the morning, we, we get gas, but then we leave the gas station. We fuel up and then we leave. We don't leave Jesus in our devotional place. Mm. We take him with us. Yeah. Our connection remains all throughout the day. And, you know, when that happens, as opposed to trying to get from God in the morning and then for the rest of the day, you're on your own. It's not like that. It's richer. It's more wonderful and so much more powerful when you say, Lord, I'm with you. I, I can worship God at my desk. I can worship him at lunch. I can be praying and, and meditating on him all throughout the day. Yep. Pastor Al Toledo, our guest right now, lead pastor of Chicago Tabernacle Church on the north side of the city. It's my home church and also the Philadelphia campus recently launched Philadelphia Tabernacle. Coming up, let's tackle this one. So if privately healthy, publicly fruitful is the model, what happens when that gets inverted? And we see people who appear to be very publicly fruitful, and then we find out that the private health isn't there. Let's talk about that with our special guest coming up. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Pastor Al Toledo with us this morning, lead pastor of Chicago Tabernacle and Philadelphia Tabernacle recently launched, talking about this principle of being privately healthy and publicly fruitful. Now, Pastor, what we have seen from time to time over, I mean, this is nothing new. uh, We see somebody who appears to be very fruitful, or so we think they have success. Maybe they have a large following on social media, and then things come out that maybe it's not all that it appears. What happens when this gets turned upside down, when the public fruit is what's emphasized, but the private health really can't sustain it? Well, you know, what this reveals is kind of what has plagued, you know, our nation, Uh, especially you, you see this over the last two or three years with so many leaders after being publicly successful, then mm-hmm. ultimately their private life crashes. Right. And, and I, you know, nothing is more heartbreaking, especially when that happens in the church, in the kingdom, in the ministry. And there are a couple of verses that speak to this. One of them is that the gifts and call of God are without repentance And that's a mysterious verse to me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people do secure God's grace in private, and that grace begins to flow through their gifting, and they have a fruitful life inside and out. But after a while, they they rely more on their gifting, and they neglect their private life. They are more concerned 
about the voices and the um, the approval of the voices in the world, and they lose sight of the fact that there's nothing more important than the approval of the Father. Yeah. And, you know, my prayer is that whoever is listening right now, that we would know that when we put our head on the pillow at night, the most important thing about our efforts that day is did we commune with God and did we try to honor God? And the Lord is the one who gives the increase. And there are seasons where you might seem more fruitful than others, but we can't get um, caught up with what people think about us. Yeah. The Bible says the fear of man is a snare. And whenever we start to get driven by how we appear to people instead of by our relationship with God and pleasing him, then the grace of God upon our lives and the gifting of God for a certain season, you can, you can kind of detach and still appear to be fruitful. But sooner or later, that special sense of God's grace that special sense of the eternal impact and impartation that God wants us to make, it starts to lift and it's more smoke than fire. Yeah. You know, and we are children of the light and we are children who carry the fire of God. Mm. And it, that can always be true. Um, bearing fruit in season someone and his leaf does not wither, but it happens through our private life, our connection with God. Now, in our remaining moments, I want to talk a little bit about DNA of a leader because this is such a uh, passion uh, for you. You developed a, a leadership curriculum to really teach people how to live this out. Talk a little bit about uh, DNA of the leader of a leader and what God's doing with it. Well, essentially, um, DNA of a leader was my attempt to break down the essentials of a person's private life, as well as the essentials of bearing fruit for the glory of God. It was like a 15, 20 year search and study. And then I've kind of crystallized it to certain basics that anyone at any level of their walk with God um, can start to learn how to become privately healthy and publicly fruitful. There's more to being privately healthy than just praying and reading your Bible you know, there, there should be some um, uh, outflows of that. You, sh- you start to, the closer you get to God, the more you start to get a deep sense of the call and mission of God. You can't be privately healthy in the long run if you don't live with the sense of mission. So we talk about the altars, your prayer life, and then mission is your living out the call of God. And then out of that mission, we clarify our stewardships. We're living in a day where people can do so many things that are good, but when it comes to being fruitful, you have to clarify what your stewardships are mm-hmm. and focus your energies on those stewardships because that's how you fulfill the purpose of God, the mission and the plan of God. And then lastly, privately, there's this never-ending end- sense of renewal where you learn and change and grow and you keep on growing. And in the Bible, you see it everywhere. These are the essentials of private health. If you lose one of these, sooner or later, it's kind of like having a car with, you know, one or two flat tires. Right. And you move slower and you just, it just doesn't 
flow the way it ought to. And they're, they're not that um, difficult if you just focus on them line upon line, precept upon precept, day by day, day. Anybody can be privately healthy and transform and be transformed into a person that's really publicly fruitful. And then there's those, there are the essentials of being fruitful. The first, I'll tell you the, the first two. Um, and so it starts with the heart of God, with, which is generosity. And it's so difficult to be generous when you are not privately healthy right. because you can't give what you don't possess. Mm-hmm. But when there's an overflow of your private time, you become generous. God the gospel, everything about God, the cross, it shouts of the generous love of God. And when you're privately healthy, you walk in that generosity. And then part of the way we do that is through the way we communicate, which is the second key thing is communication. And before I start preaching, I'll stop there. But (laughs) just so that people could get an understanding of there are different kind of core bases we called it the DNA of a leader to um, allude to the fact that healthy DNA, there's bases in DNA, mm-hmm. and you need to look at your spiritual DNA. The Bible says like priests, like people, and that means that there's a spiritual DNA also. Like, the, like mom and dad, that's the way our children are and our grandchildren. They get physical DNA, but they also catch what's in our spirit. Yeah. Whatever is in your spirit. That's what you pass on. Pastor Al Toledo with us this morning. I want to point you to a couple websites if you want more information specifically on DNA of a Leader. Uh, just go to dnaofaleader.org, dnaofaleader.org, and then chicagotabernacle.org if you want more details on the church, chicagotabernacle.org. Pastor Toledo, thank you for the time this morning. This was such a joy. Oh, my pleasure. God bless. God bless. Hey, coming up, we have a car guy. He's the president of a company that produces one of the top-selling car waxes in America. Also had a television show for a while called Car Crazy. But you know what? He's crazy about his faith, too. And he wants to help you defeat fear with effortless faith. The special guest, Barry McGuire, coming up. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, Boom Crew, we've been... Just keeping you up to date moment by moment with what's going on in Asbury at Asbury University. Revival's breaking out, Allie. Yeah, it's been so exciting to be talking about what's going on in Kentucky. I love it. And uh, a lot of questions that we have in Boom Crew. One of the things that we love to do is help you take your next step with Jesus. And I know that we know that you have a passion to share your faith in Christ. The question is, how are we going to do it? Well, for sure, what's going on in Asbury is one of the keys. The Holy Spirit, the pneuma has to blow. We have to have Holy Spirit fire. But sometimes there's a guy that comes along who can add to that fire, and boy, have we got him with us. friend of mine named Barry McGuire. Barry, how are you, my man? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Doing great. It's good to have (laughs) you here, my friend. All right, what's going on? You have a brand new workout, but before we get into that, people want to share their faith more than we give them credit for, don't we, Barry? They want to. 
They just don't know how. They don't know how. Uh, we, we tell people, you need to share your faith. Okay, okay, uh, what do we do? <laughs> and uh, the knee jerk is to think um, excuses. You know, I don't know. I haven't been trained. you got to be trained. I haven't been trained, so it's not my responsibility. We have a million excuses, right? But even if we want to do it, we think we've got to get them saved on the spot. It's really the opposite of what the Bible says. And by the way, bless those who persecute you. I don't want to be persecuted. Right, no. <laughs> right. I've been doing this for 50 years, as you know, every yep. day. I've never been persecuted. People do not get mad at you when you say, hey, do you know God loves you? I mean, stop condemning people, pointing fingers and bring them into the family. And he loves you. <laughs> they don't get mad. I don't care who they are. I don't care. I don't care how, how they're dressed or how they're, you know, I, I, in fact, I go out of my way to find people who don't look like me. That's great. <laughs> and love on them. And it's so much fun. Barry McGuire, <laughs> our guest this morning. He's the third generation president of McGuire's Inc., which produces one of the top selling car waxes in oh, America. Yeah. His television show, Car Crazy, aired, aired worldwide for many years on the Discovery Network. He's got a book out now called Ignite Your Life, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith. You know, I went into Barry's boardroom in uh, Irvine, somewhere there in Southern Cal. But uh, I walk in, and no kidding, Allie, I walk in, it's one of the most unique boardroom tables I've Uh ever seen in my life. It's got this souped-up engine. I don't even know what it's called, but it's this beautiful engine. (laughs) And then he's got this beautiful acrylic or glass table across. The engine is the pedestal for the whole thing. Oh, well, that's and that's that's a great (laughs) metaphor for Barry McGuire, because his boardroom table is as unique as the man himself. So, Barry, you've written a brand new book called Ignite Your Life. And your whole desire is to help people really grow up in sharing their faith. We can't cover everything in this book, but. Give us a couple of key points that people need to know to breathe hope into them today. Well, first off, that it's not scary. I, I have one chapter to title. It's not a yikes. It's a wow. And it is. And here's the thing. It's secondarily to win the loss. Believe it or not, folks, sharing your faith is secondarily to win the loss. And it's primarily to win you. Isaiah mm-hmm. 4310, uh, God says, I appoint you as my witness so that you will believe. Here's mm-hmm. why. You're talking to somebody, and they're sharing a need with you, and then the Holy Spirit gives you the words to say. And he says that. Luke 12, 12 says, I'll give you the words to say. It takes all the pressure off. And you, and all of a sudden, scriptures come to mind that you haven't thought of for years. He, he reminds you of those scriptures, and you feel, you understand, you experience him, God speaking through you to somebody else and changing the life in front of you. I don't care. I, I, how shaky you are, or you actually you're not shaky because when you when you know God's duty, it just flows out. It's so easy. It's so much fun. You walk away, and God, you just use me. I I pedal car wax, and you just use me <laughs> to change life. Everything comes alive, folks. That's why He's made it the Great Commission. That's why He said you you have to do this: love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And when you do that, you love their you you're as concerned for their salvation as you are your own. And that changes your whole life. Folks, it's not hard. And it will ignite your life in the midst. 80% of all Christians are in fear today. They're living in fear. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, he won't even answer our prayers, James 1. But when you step into sharing your faith, he gives you the promise of Romans 8, 28. says, when you live for my purpose, to seek and save the lost, I'll make everything in your life work for good. You suggest that we can ignite revival in America in 30 days. 
That, that sounds like a, most people will hear that, and it sounds like a telemarketing type of claim. <laughs> Does it? I mean, Back but it's it true. It's true. You know why? These are hard statistics. 80, over 80% of the unchurched, which is most of the people around us today, almost everybody around us, over 80% of the unchurched, know the world's out of control. They're looking for a God. They'd like to believe there's a God that can solve these problems and get us out of the chaos. And, and they're looking for somebody. And get this, they already have at least one Christian in their life right now that they trust. We already have the influence. God's already given us the influence. The problem is not them. They're lost. The problem is us. We're not telling them. It's literally the the fields are white for harvest and the laborers are few. We've got to get off the bench and end of the game. And that's why I wrote this book to, to the folks. We got to, it's our responsibility. They're not going to church. How are they going to know unless somebody tells them? And we're not telling them. And nobody's sending us. We're going to start sending ourselves. We have to take personal responsibilities for ourselves. I love it. And when we do that, the benefit is better for you than for them because that ignites your life. It's it's the key to everything in your life to, to know God's answering your prayers. I love to that. To have joy every day. So let me just tell you something, Boom Crew. <laughs> you can take this guy legit. He's the real deal. Barry McGuire rolls this way. And he is infectious, and he wants to pass that on. I want you to check this out. You can get everything you need right here, IgniteAmerica.com. IgniteAmerica.com. And Boom Crew, if we can get a few thousand of you saying, I'm stepping into this today, we've done something. IgniteAmerica.com. Barry McGuire, and the name of the book, Ignite Your Life, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith. Godspeed, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. You don't know what you don't know. Have you ever heard somebody tell you that? Oh, yeah. And you're like, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those statements <laughs> that kind of you go, wait. It's, a lot of people say it, but what does it mean? You don't know what you don't know. It's kind of like an it is what it is. Yes. Yes. What does that mean? Well, you don't know what you don't know. And until your eyes are open to the truth of Jesus Christ, we are blinded. There's the spiritual unveiling of going from darkness to light. And then there's the informational aspect of actually having to hear and understand the gospel in a way that makes sense to you. And all of that happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. But there is a transaction, and God often uses another person. Romans ten fourteen. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they, whom they have never heard? How are they to hear without someone preaching? So when you think back to how you came to faith in Jesus, was there someone who stands out in your mind who shared the gospel with you? Maybe it took some time before it really became real to you, but is there a person that you want to shout out today who communicated the gospel to you in a way that made sense? Give us a call, 312-274-9624. Let's get Larry in here. Larry calling in from Wheaton. Who shared the gospel with you, Larry? Good morning, Allie. It is such a pleasure to talk to you again. Oh, great to have you on. Pastor uh, Steve Dutton in uh, 1993, um, Pastor Steve was still finishing a seminary, but it uh, it came about in uh, Christmas of uh, 93. My brother and my family were meeting for uh, for Christmas, and my brother's agnostic, and we kind of got into a deep 
discussion and uh, my Ooh, mom's trying for us, <laughs> for us, to, for us to, uh, to stop, you know, uh, talking and, and it was getting kind of, uh, kind of heated with my brother and the phone rang all, uh, and it was, pa- it was, uh, pastor Steve Dutton and he was up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I said, I said, Steve, how did you know to call me at my mom's house? And he says, Larry, I just uh, was moved by the Holy Spirit to give you a call. I felt like maybe I needed to uh, uh, to talk with you. Wow! And uh, and I started to uh, I started to cry and talked about what was going on. And he says, Larry, let's meet uh, after uh, after day after New Year. Can you do that? And I said, Pastor Steve, I would love it. So we we met and. Uh, we we talked about uh, the the trauma and, and the pain um, brought on because of acts of my brother okay. to me, yeah. and and um, um, he led me uh, to the Lord, and I and I accepted Christ. Um, and and Ali, my story, the backstory is so rich and so so great with the Holy Spirit's work in, mm-hmm. in my life and, and the uh, saints that, uh, that the Lord has put in my life to, uh, to guide me and, and refine me. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Allie, there's one last thing that is my favorite verse. Okay. And it's in Psalms. And it says, uh, as for the saints in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. Oh. Larry from and Wheaton. I, Getting choked up this morning. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And for Pastor Steve, who followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit, who picked up the phone and made that call, thank you. Hey, what's your story on this Freedom Friday? I want to get as many of you in as possible. Would love to get you on the phone and talk with me, but with all of Chicagoland, with the Boom Crew. Who shared the gospel with you? 312-274-9624. More calls, more stories coming up. Your number one hub for freedom stories. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. I love a good rhetorical question. <laughs> Romans 10, 14 sets, I know, I, I'm a former journalist, a bit of a grammar nerd. Romans 10, 14 sets up a rhetorical question, which is just, just like a question that's posed as something more to ponder. No one's really expecting you to answer this. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Clearly a rhetorical question with an obvious answer. They can't. You can't call on him whom you've not believed. You can't believe in him whom you've never heard. And you can't hear without someone preaching. So who shared the gospel with you. That's what we're asking you on this Freedom Friday. I'm Allie, by the way. This is Carl and Crew. In case you're wondering, Carl did make it back safely from Asbury University, yes. uh, but just needed the morning after the couple days of, of no sleep and all of the driving yeah. back and forth. I talked to him um, as he was driving back last night and getting home. He, he's, I, I talked to him. He goes, I can come on. I said, you know what, Carl? Take the take the morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's just fine, got back safe, but we gave him the day and said, rest up and we'll see you next week. Who shared the gospel with you, Ella, from Hickory Hills calling in this morning? So um, nine years ago, um, this guy, Rick, who is my friend now, he asked me a question. Do you know where you go when you die? And I said, 
I was surprised because nobody ever asked me something like that. And I said, I hope I'm going to heaven. But I said, I hope because I never had assurance. Mm. And he said, why? And, and I answered, because I'm a good person. And he said, good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people do. Wow. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And we talked, and that was the first person who opened the Bible with me. And the more we talked, the more things became clear, things that I never knew, even though I went to church, and I thought I could deserve heaven, maybe, if I'm, you know, trying. And one day God just showed me the truth, and I remember it was nine years ago, May 21st, my son's birthday, and I called Rick, and I said, Rick, I got it. (laughs) Jesus died for me on the cross, and there's nothing I can do. And he's my friend, and I'm so thankful to him that he shared. Yes. And God opened my eyes, and my life has never, ever been better. And it just gets better every day. Mm, Ella from Hickory Hills, sweet story. Thank you so much for sharing. A good question sometimes gets those wheels turning. Who goes to heaven? Well, good people, right? Nope. We're going to talk. If you need that cleared up for you, give me a couple minutes. I want to make that as clear as I possibly can. Let's go back to the phones, though. Sharon, first time caller from. Oh, nope. Let's go to. We're still getting her cleared. Jeff, Jeffrey, first time caller from Chicago. Sorry about that. Jeffrey, who shared the gospel with you? Hey, I it was 1971 and I was a, a religious guy. I mean, a religious tradition. I'm hitchhiking to Arkansas to go be wild and wick with my friends. <laughs> and early in the morning, a Reverend Clifton Lingle from Anna, Illinois, picked me up. And he said, boy, are you going to heaven? And I answered. I said, I hope so. And uh-huh. he went to work with Romans. He said, the wages of sin is death. Do you believe that? And I said, I do. He says, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Do you believe that? And I said, is that what it says? And he says, that's what it says. And I said, I believe it. He said, salvation is free to whosoever will. Do you believe that? And I said, I did. He said, you want to take care of this right now? And I said, I will. Put the car in park. The windshield wipers went. I said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. But I got born again on the spot. I got out of the car. My feet did not touch the ground. It was just like that uh, Pilgrim's Progress, the weight of sin off my shoulders, and I was born again. Wow. Jeffrey, first-time caller from Chicago. Yeah. My goodness, these stories are rich. We got Sharon. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Sharon, I'm going to get oh, to in just man. a second. Okay. I want to take a pause here because wow. Ella's call, Jeffrey's call, had one thing in common. Two people who had some sort of God awareness who had maybe thought about heaven at some point in time thought, yeah, I mean, I hope I'll go there. Good people go there. A lot of times people will say things like, I hope my good outweighs my bad. Maybe you've wrestled with that or had a fleeting thought here and there of what, how does this all work? Let me make this clear to you. He mentioned Romans 6.23, which says, for the wages of sin is death. All of that mean, all that means is that all of us are born into sin. We're born, as Carl likes to describe it, with our back to God. We're not born good people. We're not born inherently good. We're born into sin. That's our condition from the very beginning. So apart from intervention, our path is to spend all of life, all of eternity separated from God because of our sin. Well, God, because he so loved us, he so loved the world, he so loved you and me that he sent his son Jesus so that he could take the penalty that we deserved. 
So he lived a perfect, sinless life, and then he went to the cross. He took the beating, he took the pain, he took the abuse, and ultimately was put to death so that he could take the penalty that we deserve. But he didn't stay dead on the third day. He rose again. And what does that mean? It means that when you believe in him, when you put your faith in him, when you stop trying to stand on your own merit and you come under, then you become a Christian. When you turn away from your old life and you turn to Jesus, that's when you can start following him. That's when you finally have peace with God. Let me read that verse to you again. I stopped with just the first part. For the wages of sin is death, but it doesn't end there. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If today you want to receive this free gift of salvation, of eternal life, it only comes through Jesus Christ as your Lord. It's not through trying to be a good person. It's not through trying to work harder. It's not through trying to go to church. It's not through trying to do better. None of those things will get you to heaven. None of those things will call you, cause you to have peace in God, with God. What will? Calling out to him today, confessing what's true about you, that you are a sinner in need of a savior. Say, Jesus, I believe. Today, I turn away from my old life. I repent, which just means to turn. I turn to you. I believe that you came, that you died, that you rose again so that I could have new life. Today, I want to take hold of that for myself. If that's you, cry out to God, use your own words. But if that's the honest, sincere desire of your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, then you will be saved. I want to pray for you. Lord, for my friend, maybe just one, maybe many, who today it's making sense in a new way. I thank you because that's only possible by the work of your spirit. So I pray that you would give them a a newness of life today, God, as your word promises is available. Thank you that we can stand in the righteousness of Christ, that we we don't have to try to stand on our own merit because, Lord, who among us could stand? Not a one. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. So I pray today for this person, for this, maybe there's one, maybe there's many. God, I pray that you would give them just joy in their heart, that you would bring them quickly to others, other believers who will surround them, who will walk with them. God, bring them to a church, to a place where they can grow and become more like you. But today, God, let this be the day of salvation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If that's you. I have something for you. Text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. I want to say welcome to you. So just text that word welcome 312-274-9624. It's like coffee, but for your ears, you're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, I want to give a couple shout outs. Welcome to the family 6456 2423-3633-1989-1995. My goodness. Freedom Friday. Freedom Friday. Yes. That's what we do around here. No, that's what God does. He yes. gets all of the glory, yes. all of the credit. Coming up, a couple more stories for you. Looks like we have some callers. These these stories. Who shared the gospel with you? Two stories that involve sports. Two of my favorite <laughs> sports are involved in these it. gospel stories. You'll hear it coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Great Freedom Friday here on Carl and Crew. I'm Allie. I want to get right back to the phones. 
Hey, asking you this question today. Who shared the gospel with you? Let's go to Daryl from Wheeling. Who shared the gospel with you? Oh, do we have Daryl from Darryl? Wheeling? You're yeah. on with Carl and crew. Who shared the gospel with you? Oh, well, no. good morning. Thank there you for having me. Um, this is back in 1983. We were both uh, Simeon uh, uh, High School football uh, players. And his name is Alan Robinson a friend of mine even to today, a prime example of 1 Corinthians uh, 3, 6. Um, It's not what he said to me. This is how he lived his life and the things he would say. I wasn't a believer at the time. Mm. But as uh, I grew and God gave the increase, he was one of the first people I remembered. And now that word comes to mind where Paul says, I planted Apollo watered, yes. but God gave the increase. And he planted, even back then, he didn't have to say a word to me, but his conversation. And I was watching him, and I remembered him. And then I remember who says, hey, God, this is the word being uh, manifested and uh, coming true in my life. And how you plan, he planned, used him to plant a seed back then. 1983, Simeon football team, Alan Robinson. My name is Daryl. Oh, Daryl from Wheeling, thank you so much for calling in. I love that. And I love that you incorporated that verse because so often that that seed that's planted, and I think sometimes we need to remember this because we may be hesitant to share. Someone texted in and said, I think sometimes we feel like we don't know the outcome. So we're hesitant to share because we're not sure how it's going to end up. Mm -hmm. When that seed is planted, the next person along that path may be the one to add a little water and then a little bit more. Daryl, love your story. Let's squeeze in one more before we go to news. Sharon, first time caller from Chesterton. You've got another sport related gospel presentation. Give me your story. Good morning. Yes, I was was a little kid. I'm 63 now, but when I was, I don't remember how old I was, like fifth grade, maybe. I walked to my elementary school with my dog and I would walk there a lot with my dog at night, you know, after school and it was dark and this guy was over there. He was shooting baskets at the, at the playground, you know, and he was older and I I was walking by with my dog and he said, Hey, hi, how you doing? I'm like, Oh, hi. But he was, he seemed real harmless. And back then we weren't that scared of people. Right. So I I just started talking to him and he asked me the question, you know, if I knew where I was going to go when I died and, um, you know, it just, it just seemed so natural for me to just to talk to about God with this guy. And he said, you know, here's how you can tell, you know, here's how you can make sure you're going to go to heaven. And I said the prayer with him and walking home, I just felt like, like so much joy. I just, as a kid, I didn't even understand it. I just felt like I was walking on air. I'll never wow. forget it. Wow. It's just, you know, a stranger asked the kid, you know. It was just amazing, and um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have my parents weren't like, you know, they were Lutherans, so they didn't really understand, and so I didn't really have like that kind of support, you know. Mm-hmm. So, wow, it came out, it, it came out in art. I did a lot of, I would, I just, they, I just started making art with like God and verses and the art and stuff like that. And, yeah. So. 
Sharon, thank you so much. First time caller from Chesterton, Indiana. Thanks for sharing your story this morning. You know, so many different ways, so many different people that God uses along our path to to speak to us, to speak truth, to speak the gospel. Who was it who shared the gospel with you? 312-274-9624. We'll keep the phone lines open as we head to news. 312-274-9624. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Quick Carl update. If you've been listening, you're going, huh? Haven't heard Carl today. He spent the last couple of days <laughs> broadcasting live from Asbury University in Kentucky. He drove back and is safe and sound through the weather, uh, but he got back last night. I talked to him and he was said, I can I can come on in the morning, but he's already yeah. battling a cold. Yeah. And he had to drive, you know, those seven, eight hours each way. Not much sleep during those couple of days in Kentucky. So I told him, hey, just Take the morning. Rest up. Yes. <laughs> Rest Please. up. So he's doing great. We'll be back with us next week. Talking about the gospel today. It's been fun talking about this revival. You know, someone has to share the gospel with you. Sometimes it's a pastor. Sometimes it's a friend. Just got the text message from someone who said it was a TV pastor. They oh, were watching wow. something on TV and someone shared the gospel and made a real impact. What about you, Carol? First time caller from Chicago. Who shared the gospel with you? Well, it was my great aunt, and it was many years ago. Uh, our family would go down to Indiana, and we would have reunions down there every every summer. And I had a, a great aunt that never married, but um, she was a wonderful, wonderful Christian. And she would gather us, all the kids, that were there, and uh, of course was on a farm, and we'd go down. She'd take us down to the creek by a, a big, huge tree, and we'd sit and listen to her and she'd tell us Bible stories and tell us about Jesus. She was just a wonderful, wonderful Christian woman. So I had to call in today. I hope she's listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm almost 70 now, and she's one of the most in- instrumental people in my life that I love. Wow. And I will be so happy someday to see her again. Mm-hmm. Of course, I started Sunday school when I was just a toddler, and our Sunday school teachers also were wonderful, yeah. wonderful teachers. Uh, and those, be- besides the Sunday school teachers, when a child is so little, and so open to hear the gospel, uh, it's a wonderful uh, way to start letting your child uh, hear hear the gospel. Yeah, Carol, so first time caller. Yeah, go ahead, really Carol. My great aunt. Your Just great my, aunt. Yeah, my great aunt and my and the wonderful Sunday school teachers I had in Elmwood Park Bible School, yeah. and so I had to call in today and give those uh, wonderful Christian people a. Uh, little oh, shout out. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, for Carol, sure. first time Aww. caller from Chicago. Your story is so sweet, and it yes. it highlights something important that that childlike faith is not something we're supposed to outgrow. We're supposed to mature, absolutely, mm-hmm. right? But we're not supposed to lose that childlike 
dependence, that faith that looks to God for everything. When you think if you're a grandparent or an aunt or uncle, if you've spent any time with with young children, you know there's this dependence. They lift up their arms when they want to be carried. They point to things if they don't have words yet, and they they want this and they want this, and they're looking to you to do for them. There's that trust. There's that reliance, that dependence. And there's a joy and excitement, yes. too, when they see you. Yes. So we need to keep that joy and excitement. We can't lose it. That childlike faith is really what we're what we're called to. Hey, coming up, we've got a real treat for you. Are you a movie person? Do you have a movie night on Friday night? Some families do movie <laughs> nights. Are you looking for good, family-friendly content that is watchable for whoever's around? That you don't have to fast forward through certain parts and apologize for certain parts. Mm, Pure Flix, it's one of the largest faith-based streaming services. We've got the CEO and the founder with us. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Well, if you've got to uh, do movie nights in your household, we do new movie nights in ours. I've got a 13 and a 10-year-old. There's a good chance you're looking to this streaming service to find something that's safe to watch for the whole family. Michael Scott joining us this morning, CEO of Pure Flix and Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Launched in 2015, Pure Flix is one of the largest faith and family streaming services in the world. Michael, I'm having trouble getting Pure Flix out this morning, but you've got a ton of content that's safe for the whole family. That's so glad to have you with us this morning. First, just give us uh, the backstory of how you got this whole thing started. Gosh, that goes back a ways. You know, one of the things is uh, I was a PK. I was a pastor's kid. And so I grew up in the church. I always say I slept under the pew, over the pew, on the pew. And I was in church (laughs) seven days a week. And I had this passion for film. And I always wanted to marry the two together, my faith and my film background. And through my career, I saw, you know, I did a lot of commercials for like Apple and Taco Bell and car manufacturers. And I saw the power of media. You could take a 30-second commercial and you could sell a taco, a car, whatever it is. And I said, gosh, if we could use this for the gospel and harness it and tell incredible stories. So in 2005, we launched PureFlix and started making films. And we saw the power of that go out. And what I realized from that is we needed to have a streaming service in, in everybody's home that we could reach families across the U.S. and eventually across the world that we could touch them with incredible movies and television that would be highly impactful and that would really be what I what we say our purpose here is to be a light in the darkness where we can do films that ultimately point you towards God and not away. Mm. Now, how do you maintain uh, being family friend friendly? I mean, I I'm sure it gets difficult to find and make movies that continue to be both entertaining and well-produced and well-done, but also keep it to where the whole family can watch. That's right. You know, it's always, we have a full team here that watches every piece of content and every piece of content we produce, you know, we vet it. We look at all different things. We want to make sure it doesn't have, you know, that those language sex or violent surprises. And, and we want to make sure that it is safe. And ultimately, though, it's got some sort of message of hope, redemption, forgiveness, you know, key themes that we think are, are important, especially in such a divided society that we have today. So what are some of your top titles? There's a couple of them that I've seen, but you tell me, what are some of the top ones? 
you know, some of the classics that people love, they love the God's Not Dead series. Yes. A lot of people know maybe God's Not Dead 1 and 2, but there's actually four God's Not Dead movies, and they're all available on the service. Each one covers a different topic to the existence of God, to the existence of Jesus, and other topics. And so I think it's a great series. If you want to know that your faith is not blind, uh, the God's Not Dead series will help encourage you and strengthen your faith to know that there's substance to it. And then, you know, we have other ones like The Case for Christ. Yes. And do you believe? But one of the things I'm super excited about, you know, it's not just the old classic movies that have come out in the theaters over the last couple of years, but we're, we're getting ready to launch a new series from Karen Kingsbury on her best-selling novel, A Thousand Tomorrows. Mm. And those of you who don't know Karen Kingsbury, she's a New York Times best-selling author. It's an incredible series. It's kind of got that Western rodeo feel. It's wrapped in a love story, and it's really how God kind of comes down, intervenes, and, and what happens there. It's really powerful, and we're super excited about yeah. that. So what is it like to work as a Christian CEO in Hollywood? Most people don't think of uh, filmmaking as necessarily a uh, Christian right. <laughs> occupation. How do you balance it? You know what? I think the key is it's you, you don't need to compromise is the key. And and it's not it's knowing who and what you are in Christ and then making sure that is portrayed in the movies and what you're doing. And if you know those things, I think that you can balance it. There's challenges, I think, in every job, no matter what you have, you're challenged on your faith. But if you're if you're solid in your faith, I think that you can overcome those challenges. Not that it's not going to be easy, but uh, you, you can make it. And I think being a Christian in Hollywood, what I find, though, is that so many people, when they find out what you do, there are people that are put off, but there's also a host of people that are curious, like, you know, tell me more about that. Oh, I'd love to do that. Um, some people might even be scared, like, oh, I'm scared to try one of these films. But and then I encourage them, talk to them and say, why don't you come over and act in one of these films? When should you do it? You know, because a lot of people, they grew up Christian. Yeah. Sometimes Hollywood can change people, but, you know, for the good or the bad, you know. And so I think it's just a matter of making sure you keep, uh, you know, Jesus the number one priority. Your background, you have degrees in theology and applied science. You've always had a passion for uh, for movies, for film. How has God used this journey in, in your walk, in your faith walk, as you've kind of been a part of this whole endeavor? You know what? It's funny. You say applied science. It looks like I'm a scientist or something. Actually, that's code word. My film degree is called a degree in applied science. So it's actually a film degree. You know, it was I actually when I first did it, I was like, I'm getting a film degree. I have a theology degree and I have some cultural anthropology background in terms <laughs> of uh, some say. And how does all this work together? But you know what? God has a funny, funny sense of humor. And it, it, it was the perfect, I think, mix of education and everything to kind of bring together. Awesome. So what is your favorite movie? I, I have to ask, what's your personal oh, favorite? You know what? My personal favorite, I love the movie, uh, Do You Believe? And the reason for that is it, it's it's kind of these eight storylines and how God intervenes in each of these storylines and how God kind of weaves this incredible tapestry uh, in life that we don't understand and we will really never fully understand until you kind of see that picture play out. And it may look like a mess on one side of the tapestry, but if you come around to the other, it's a beautiful thing. And I think Do You Believe is kind of what I call that Christian crash movie where all these storylines meet and converge in the end and have this incredible ending that's powerful and really shows the power of Jesus in it. And I think that was one of my favorites. But I'm super excited. We're getting ready to shoot another God's Not Dead movie this summer. Ooh. And we have 
We have some other films that have come to the platform uh, recently. Nothing is Impossible is a great film. We just released Legacy Peak, another film. Um, we have Heaven Sent, Saved by Grace, Unlikely Angel. The list goes on and on. So there's a lot of films to choose from. And I think people ask sometimes, is there something for me? I don't, I don't like just this. We have action. We have comedy. We have drama. Uh, we have every aspect on there. We have faith films. We have family films. And if you have the kids, we have a ton of kids films from Veggie Tale to Bible Man to new, new cartoons and new series. So there's something for everybody on Pure Flix to enjoy. Thank you to Michael Scott, the CEO of Pure Flix and Pinnacle Peak Pictures, for being our special guest this morning. Check it out, pureflix.com, pureflix.com, ready for your next movie night. Michael, thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me on. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. You are listening to Carl and Crew Mornings, and the team, Ali, Super Die, Young Thunder, are all in Chicago. And here I am, plopped down, Ali, in Asbury. <laughs> I'm actually in the basement of the, um, oh, why am I spacing the name? What's the name of the Hughes Auditorium here? And I have with me a special guest. Uh, man, I already love this guy. Danny Key, good to have you with us this morning, my friend. Let me get that turned up a little bit. Let's try that. See if that mic's working now. Thank you, Carl. Can oh, you hear him all better. right? Yes, we can okay. hear him. Um, Danny, um, I want to begin with now, and then I want to go back, because you were 18 years old in 1970 as a freshman here, and um, when the revival, as we now know it, began to, the outpouring of the Spirit was so strong here. And the ripple effects have been felt to this day. But take us to now. You're, you were just emoting with me about your joy of the service of the students. Share your heart. What's God doing here, Danny? It, it's amazing. Uh, I'm a little hoarse from this weather, so it's, Oh, no, it's fine, me. Danny. But um, <clears throat> we're just, it's overwhelming. It's really taxing all of our buildings, all of our custodial services, every bit of that, but people are just embracing it and and loving it and enjoying these wonderful people coming in from Canada and Michigan and Florida and California, everywhere. Uh, license plates are from just about every state, so it's... Remarkable. You're really impressed with the student population here, aren't you? I know that you're on the seminary side. You actually help lead some of the choral stuff on the seminary side. That's you correct. Say, you say you're the old guy over there, but exactly. I think you're young. <laughs> but you're you're just blown away at the heart of the students, aren't you, Danny? Oh, I get emotional. It's okay. <laughs> you can do that here. Anyway, um, it. It's such a uh, heartwarming to see this younger generation uh, picking up the baton. And uh, I'm getting it together. It's, no, no, dude, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to get it together. You're doing great. Um, let's go back to 1970. Sure. You're just wet behind the ears. You're 18 years old. What was going on in 1970? What happened? Well, I mean, the climate of the day 
was comparable to now in terms of the unrest on campuses and tragic things happening, uh, students killed at Kent State, you know, uh, these kind of horrible things. And uh, we unsuspectingly walked into chapel on February 3rd. Uh, It had snowed about four inches, beautiful morning, but it was a typical kind of depressing Kentucky morning and we all had our heads down and you know I was in the balcony because that's where freshmen sat and um, the uh, dean got up and said the speaker couldn't come because of the weather so he was going to open it up to student testimonies and the first guy that got up was a guy named Larry who lived on my hall. In fact, he was my RA. And I thought to myself cynically, why is he getting up? (laughs) If he gives a testimony, I think I'm going to throw up. I mean, seriously. That's so honest. (laughs) What happened? Well, because of the way he lived his life and behaved on the hall, uh, and I was kind not, of a, re- a renegade RA, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And he gets up and starts confessing and pouring his heart out. It was so real. Well, the rest of the students pretty much knew that he was, um, you know, out there. Yeah. And so there was almost a audible moan when he got up. But he shared that he and a group of guys had gotten in a prayer meeting the night before and decided we're either in or out. We're either going to be Christian or we're going to give it up. And they had an amazing prayer meeting. And really that, and he confessed that he was going to be different and that Jesus was changing his life, and the Holy Spirit had had come into his life. So students started pouring down to the altar and lining up to give testimonies. And that's really the way it started. And after 50 minutes when the bell rang for the next class, the dean was sensitive, uh, sensitive enough to realize God is working and so he said, let's just continue. We will hear from, you know, the other deans if we need to be in class. But And then they started suspending classes and um, ended up calling classes off for a week as this went on night and day, day and night. You are, Danny, um, I can't help but believe that you are, you're a man that then grew up, obviously, touched by the Lord, the ripple effects of 1970. Oh, yes. Lived with you to this day. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I mean, it changed my life in in many ways, and I've been... um, a minister, worship leader, 
choir director um, in three different churches in my career. And there many days I would refer spiritually back to that moment. the difference it, it made in my, my life. Danny, um, I, I feel prompted to ask you to pray. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, really good people listening to you in Chicago right now, most of whom the vast majority will not be able to be to this campus, but God can visit them there in power. Exactly, And that's what we're saying to people. You don't need to come here. Don't come here. Start a prayer group. Talk to your church about renewal and revival and ways to reach out with this good news. So, Would you pray for us right sure. now, Danny? Lord, I thank you for the uh, history of this uh, great institution, Moody, and uh, this radio program that changes lives. And uh, we pray that <clears throat> people listening will be inspired by these young people who are taking up their crosses and uh, making decisions yes. to uh, live the rest of their lives following you and uh witnessing to others and changing lives uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit. And um, we pray that this is not just a flash in the pan, but it, it really is a movement that will sweep college campuses, not just Christian college campuses, but all of our college campuses, um, we pray for Michigan State and the tragedy there and pray that uh, students there will uh, begin to be revived and renewed in spite of this tragedy. And we pray for all uh, university campuses for protection and safety and revival and renewal of uh, this Christian faith. Yes. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Danny Key, I love you. <laughs> You're a rich man in faith. Well. And my spirit is just popping right now with joy. And I want to thank you for ducking in here for a few minutes today. From the bottom of our heart, I want on behalf of everyone in Chicagoland listening right now, I want to thank you, Danny. Thank you. And please pray for this whole community for protection and safety, as well as that uh, students won't be afraid to go out and share this with other uh, campuses. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Danny Key. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.